gospel singers, religious personalities in the house of the Lord, Pastor Donnie McClurkin. He's the pastor of Perfecting Faith Church in Freeport, New York. He's known to us and he's known and beloved by West Angeles. High points in our history have been those times that he came to sing for us and to minister to us and to share fellowship with us. West Angeles appreciates the ministry of this man of God so very, very much. And we were able to stand with him and assist even at the beginning of his ministry in the city of New York, Freeport, New York. We love him. We appreciate him. He's respected and admired literally all over the world for the anointing of God that's on his life. He's going to come to us and share the word of the Lord. West Angeles, you're blessed. And so that God may know you're thankful for him. Stand up, clap your hands, and praise God as Pastor Donnie McClurkin comes to share the word of the Lord. and ask everyone to please grab the hands of the person next to you. Grab hands of the person next to you. And if they don't want to hold your hand, just grab it anyway. Uh, they should live sat next to you. And I want you to look at them and just tell them hello. And the reason why I tell you to do that is because it's quite possible to come into the cathedral, sit down and go into the worship and the songs and, and not even recognize the person next to you. But that person you're holding hands with right now is a miracle. You have no clue. You haven't heard their story. Just by reason of them being able to stand in this room, it's a miracle. That means that the enemy failed in every attempt to take that person out. Look at that person and say, I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. I am a miracle. Sickness couldn't kill me. Death couldn't kill me. My situation couldn't kill me. I didn't lose my mind. I'm a miracle. I am a walking, talking miracle by the grace of God. So, Father, have your way today, I pray, in this place. Let the people of God be blessed by you and never impressed by me. Let your word go forth in power and let it empower every hearer to become doers of your word. Father, shatter, shatter all of the bondage from the past. Free us to live strong in the present and go gloriously into our future. Let our lives never be the same. We trust you, Lord God, and we walk in your presence guided by your Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way, great God. We pray in the matchless name of Jesus our Christ. Now let go of that hand and give God the greatest praise that you have. No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to try it one more time. I said, let go of that hand and give God the greatest.
greatest praise that you have. Forget about the person next to you. Give God the praise that comes out of your belly, out of your spirit. Hug that person, love on them before you take your seat. Just on the left or the right of you, just hug them and say, I'm so glad you're here. That's right, hug the person to the left and the right of you and just tell them I'm so glad you're here. the Lord for allowing me the privilege to be able to stand before you at West Angeles. You may be seated. To stand before you at West Angeles Church of God in Christ and celebrate 50 years of service of this great man and woman. Somebody stand to your feet in honor. Bishop Charles E. Blake and Lady May Blake. I said, somebody stand to your feet and honor. Hallelujah. And we praise God for every one of the bishops and the prelates and the, and the pulpiteers that are here. I honor the Lord for his kindness. And I stand before you to deliver the word of God. And please forgive me for not buttoning my jacket. I found as I put it on today that it would not button. And I got up. Praise the Lord. The liberal soul shall be made fat. I am not going to be before you long, as I told them in the first service. I am not the quintessential preacher, and I don't, you know, go, ha! <clears throat> I don't do that. <laughs> so you won't hear that. And God, ha! <clears throat> said, ha! <clears throat> to me, ha! <clears throat> it hurts my throat. I can't do that. I can't do that. But I want to deliver the word of the Lord to you based on the revelation the Lord has given me. And um, I do praise God for my son being with me today. I thank God for my boy, Matthew. And, I, you know, I've been a church boy all of my life. I'm going to be going to the book of Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, the 19th verse. But I've been a church boy all of my life. I was born November 9, 1959 on a Monday evening at 7 p.m. Lakeside Hospital, Copic, New York, 11726. And from there, I was brought to the McClurkin Estate, 16 Silver Pine Drive, Amityville, New York, 11701. And from there, I was taken to church two weeks later. Hallelujah. Amityville Gospel Tabernacle Church of God in Christ. 30 Briffany Street. Amityville, New York. 11701. And I've been in church all of my life. All of my entire life. 
I was born again July 14, 1969. And I stand here 50 years later come July this year. By the grace of God, and I've noticed many things. I've noticed many things. And I've, I've heard the sermons and I've, I've been a part of the anointing services and, you know, I've been, had hands laid on me, greased down like a holiday hog. <laughs> Falling on the floor, gotten up again, the whole nine yards. And this has been the greatest experience a life could ever have, the life-changing experience of salvation. There's nothing greater that could take place in a person's life than their lives being transformed, regenerated, and then brought into the newness of living through Jesus Christ. Do I have any witnesses here today? And I, and I understand some of us are saved so long that we get a little complacent. You know, we've been saved all day and I'm glad. But there's still a struggle in this thing that we call life. To become who God has called us to be. Not just to do what, what we've been called to do, but to become who he's called us to be. A lot of us do in the house of God. A lot of us do. We, we have titles. We have position. A lot of us do a lot. But we can do without becoming. God never called us to be a human doing. He called us to be a human being. And God has a purpose for our life that is greater than just what we do. Hallelujah. And, and I find out that we need to make some specific life choices that will bring us into the true purpose that God birthed us for. Do I have anybody here? I want to take you to the book of Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, the 19th verse. And it simply says this. God speaks to Moses and, and commands him to tell the children of Israel just before they go into the promised land. They're about to enter into the promised land. And this is the, one of the last messages that God gives Moses to give to the people. He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. He said, I have put before you, I put before you life and death. I put before you blessings and cursings. Therefore, I want you to make a conscious choice. It's your choice. I want you to choose life. Because there are more people attached to you than just you. So that you and your seed. So that you and your lineage. You are going to make a decision that is going to impact the generations that come out of you and come under you so that you and your seed may live. It's a one word sermon today. Everybody just say live. live. Look at your neighbor and say live. live. Now understand, understand. Living is not just existing. Living is not just coming out of the matrix, coming out of the womb and your heart beating and you developing life functions. Living is a choice you make. Hallelujah. Living is not just who you were born to, what your mama and your daddy did. Living is a choice you make. 
despite the family you've been born into, despite the things that you've had to suffer, despite the things that have gone on, despite the things that have broken you or hurt you, you have got to make a choice. Hallelujah. Despite the things you don't have, despite the things that you're in need of, despite the things you lack, you have got to make a choice. Am I talking to you? He said, I want you to choose between life and death. I want you to choose between blessings and cursings. And I'm going to give you a cheat sheet. I'm going to give you the answer to choose. Choose life. It is not simply breathing air and having a heartbeat. But it is understanding that you were born for a purpose. And God has given you this life to live for a divine reason. And it is not yours to become a complacent with or to take lightly. I have been in the church all of my life and I understand the level of life that we're supposed to live. We quote all the scriptures. We know what it says. We know that our God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We know all of the scriptures that deal with us living this life. But what we know and what we do are sometimes two different things. There are many people that can quote book, chapter, and verse, but can't practically apply it. There are many people who speak in tongues, but don't speak positivity. There are, there are, there are, there are many people that are struggling with a day-to-day -day existence, and on Sunday it feels good in the sanctuary, but when you leave here, you got to get back to something called life. When, when, when you wake up in the morning on tomorrow, you got to start all over again with this thing called life. And you have got to realize that God has given you an, another opportunity. Every day you wake up, you've got a brand new mercy and another opportunity to make the right choice. Look at your neighbor and say, choose life. I have been a byproduct of the church and I have had to deal with the vicissitudes of life and understand how to navigate through them by the leading of the Holy Ghost. And the one thing that I noticed growing up, please forgive me if I say something that may offend you. I'm going to try. Um, growing up, I noticed that what I heard in church was not necessarily what I saw in practice daily. What I heard in church was not necessarily what I saw in practice daily. They had something called testimony service. I know we don't have it anymore, but they had something called testimony service. And, and they would testify such powerful testimonies. They would testify about the greatness of the Lord and how God made a way. Hallelujah. He made a way out of no way. You know, he put food on the table shoes on my feet, clothes on my back and I heard it and I believed it and the positivity of those messages and those testimonies were moving I would sit as a young boy mesmerized at the way God moved in people's lives but when we left the testimony service you would hear the things that we Betrayed did not portray, it betrayed what they said. And that took an effect on me also. 
I often wondered why we had to live so low and how they made it seem like the poorer you were, the more godly you were. I don't hear anybody. The more, the, the, the more you were in need and lack, the more you depended on God. Like you couldn't depend on God with money in your pocket. Like you couldn't depend on God living high. We would sing songs that kind of messed me up. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below. Just a little silver and a little gold. And that was supposed to be inspiring. That I just barely got enough to make it through. We would sing songs that would depict a life of suffering. I am a poor pilgrim of sorrow lost in the world alone. I have no hope for tomorrow. I'm striving to make heaven my home. See, look at you, getting happy over there. Getting happy over a song so low. A song that depicts such suffering. That's not the testimony of someone who chooses life. The reason why we choose life is to get out of that cycle so that we can come up to the level that God prescribed. He prescribed a life of success. I don't hear anybody here. He wrote a prescription, prescribed, wrote before time that you were supposed to be the head and I don't hear anybody and not the tail. You're supposed to be above and not beneath. You're supposed to be always triumphant. You're supposed to be only a few, only a few. That's okay. I'll keep preaching till somebody else catches on. You've got to make a choice and you cannot settle for where you are. That's not God. That's not God. That's not God. Settling for pittance, settling for something so low. God wants you to set your sights on things above. He wants your life to be full. He wants your life to be complete. He wants you to have something called a Abundant. Oh, I don't hear. He wants you to have something called abundant, not just life, but abundant life. Jesus said it something like this in John 10 and 10. He says, the thief, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. You're not supposed to live there. You're not supposed to live in the rubble of what the thief stole from you. You're not supposed to live in the, in the rubble of all that he's done to kill your joy, to kill your happiness, to kill your peace. You're not supposed to find habitation in what he left that he destroyed. Oh, over here. You, you need to understand, the thief comes not before to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I come 
into your life so that you can have life but have life more do I have any abundant life livers here do I have anybody who's living on top of the world God has always had for his children to live above the fray we choose we choose to live beneath it is not God's choice for you to live in sickness and poverty I don't hear anybody it is not God's will that you should settle for diagnoses that lead to death nor situations that lead to you not being able to eat or to be able to live that is not the will of God well that's, that's the way my life is going then change your life I'm not talking just to some people I'm talking to everybody change look at your neighbor and say I got to change my life because there are things that are waiting for you to make a choice there are things that God has already ordained that should be yours but you got to make a choice there are things that are waiting in the wings for you to get to the level of faith that it's unleashed upon you but you've got to make a choice don't deny yourself or deprive yourself of the life that God has prescribed for you to live. You got, you got to be careful. Uh, you got to be careful. This is not just a motivational speech. This is a divine purposed speech for your living. It's not about your good thoughts. It's about you agreeing with God. It's not about having 10 positive steps. It's about you following the plan that God has ordained for your life. It's about you discovering who you are through God and stop looking for your identity through other people. Stop looking for people to co-sign you. Stop looking for people to give you a revelation of who you are. Stop looking for people to divine your life. Stop looking for psychics. Go to God. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Stop trying to emulate what other people do. Stop trying to walk like other people walk. Learn your own stride. Get your own gait. Learn your own cadence. March to the beat of the drum that God put in you. Well, I'm going to keep on going until I destroy this thing. You've got to be happy with who God's called you to be. You may never preach like this one, nor ever sing like that one, and your business may never rise to this level, but by God, you must be who God's called you to be without apology. Who am I talking to in here? Stop downplaying yourself. Stop talking negatively about yourself. Speak what God said about you. What did God say about you? He said you were fearfully and wonderfully made you should be able to look in the mirror and say my God you did a good job <laughs> it's not conceit it's convincing you've got to be convinced that God didn't make a mistake with you and you're not going to live in that level everything that speaks against you shut it down I'm talking to you. 
Everything that speaks negatively against you, shut it down. Do not reiterate the negative thoughts nor words of people who don't know you. People who speak negative about you only do so because they don't really know you. People who told you that you'll never amount to anything, they only said it because they really didn't know you. And when you allow that to get into your spirit and you start subliminally thinking the same thing about yourself, change your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Get that junk out of your system and say what God said about you. Look at your neighbor and say, live, 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 live. You have to understand who you are and speak it. It's got to be in your heart to come out of your mouth. It's got to be in your heart to come out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when you speak negatively about yourself, you're speaking out of your heart. Your heart has a bad image of who you are. Change your heart. Change your heart. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 18 and 21, it says, death. Death and life is not in the power of your enemy. Your, power, your enemy doesn't have the power of death nor life over you. They can talk all the junk they want to talk, but they don't have the power to stop you because they didn't start you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What you say comes out of what's in your heart. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That means if you speak death and negativity over your life, that's what you're going to eat. That's how you're going to live. You have no clue how powerful the words are that you speak. You have no clue where the, the, the inner core that it comes from, the dysfunction that it's birthed out of, and you gotta watch what you think about you and your life. Hello, if you speak death and negativity and talk about how ugly you are and how, good, how, how not good looking you are and, and what you don't have and, and how, 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 how impoverished you are, all of these things that you speak become your cycle in life. Because it becomes your mindset. Your mouth set becomes your mindset. And what you say becomes a part of how you begin to start the process of your thought. Am I helping anybody here? <laughs> you need to love you with every pound you weigh. You need to love you no matter what people think about what you look like. You need to love you for the person that you are becoming. You need to throw your past away and understand that your past is and your future is ahead of you and you will not waste any more time in the negative God has given you exceedingly precious promises and you have got to start to live in them somebody say he's talking about me those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof if you love the negativity you're going to eat that fruit 
If you, <laughs> if you love controversy and conflict and chaos, that's the cycle you're going to live in. That's why you got to watch out how you handle your life. You can't let people just bring junk into your life. You can't let people tell you the latest stuff and the latest gossip. You can't let people goad you, goad you into a conversation that's going to bring you down. You got to watch who you're affiliated with, who you're attached to, who you've got involved in your life because they can be detrimental to your progress. I don't hear anybody here. They can't continue to feed your negative appetite. They feed your negative appetite and you sit back and have a smorgasbord of negative conversation which leads to negative lifestyle. Uh-huh, yeah. You got to learn how to shut people down shut them down did you hear what no I didn't hear it and I'm all the better for not hearing it keep it to yourself who do you think you are if no I'm not thinking anymore I know who I am and that's why I'm shutting this oh I don't hear anybody don't get angry with me I'm not thinking I'm somebody I'm knowing I'm somebody I don't hear you here when people say that to you, set them straight. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And if, you, if you're my friend talking about you think you're somebody, I need to reevaluate what a friend is because that's not exactly positive and that's not pushing me into my purpose. I told them this morning that everybody that's good to you may not be good for you. Some people are good to you just to keep you bound. To keep you in that cycle. Some people are good to you because that's what they call friendship. Let's be, let's be messy together. But no, 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 no. God has cleaned me up and I'm not going back to the cesspool. God has made my life whole and I'm not going back to broken living. So it's a choice between God and you. Bye-bye. If it's a choice between righteousness and you. I don't hear anybody here because I'm too great for that. I'm not living that anymore. God lifted me up. Why should I be bound again? I've got to live. Look at your neighbor say live. Live. I got to live free. I got to live free. I got to live free. I got to live free from bondage. Bondage is not just sin. I got to live free from sin, yes. But bondage is not the only, sin is not the only kind of bondage. I got to live free from people's opinion. Up there. I got to live free from people's opinion that paralyze me. I want people to be happy with me. I want people to like me. I got to live to the point where whether you like me or not, I'm still moving forward. Oh, I'm, I'm helping somebody here. I got to live to the point where if you leave me tomorrow, I'm not changing. I've already been that. I'm not going to be that anymore. I am moving forward in life. I'm going into the direction that God has ordained. I will not slow up for you another moment. Either you walk with me or I leave you behind. But I cannot waste any more time. I've got to live. Somebody in this room give God a praise. I said give God a praise. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you hold it back. Don't you hold it back. Because this message is freeing you today. Freeing you from some witchcraft. Freeing you from people who have control over you. Shake it off. Shake it off. The old folk used to sing, if the Lord's delivered me, why should I be? Why should I be bound? Sin is not the only bondage. There's some people that are a bondage. People that can get you to change your mind. People that can get you to run in the wrong circle people that can get you to have the wrong conversation and make you feel bad when you go home and think about all that that you just got involved in because you know that's not that that doesn't make you happy and you did it just to make them happy but it's a new day shake them off like a bad habit and get ready for your next move into your purpose somebody holler live Live, live, live without apology, live, live without regret, live, live without feeling bad about it, live, live, hold your head up high and live, square your shoulders, walk out your door, Put your best wig on and, and live. Make sure you hold on to your hope and live. God's not through with you yet. Live. Live without the pain of yesterday. Live without the regret of broken relationship. Live. Even if your loved one turned and walked away. Live. Live, live your best life. Live, live a blessed life. Live, be happy about who you are. Live, make sure that you keep your smile on. Live, and share your life with those who are in need. Let them know I once was bound. But now I'm free and there's a great future ahead of me. Live. Oh God, help me today. I, 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 stop the music. I had to make a choice. Pastor Charles, I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice to move forward. Oh, no mind. Dr. Judy, the circles that I was in were not always positive hardly positive and people were quick to tell me who I was not but never affirm who I really am people told me what I couldn't do but never freed me to be people told me my limitations but never showed me the sky was the limit y'all better hear me it was inculcated in me as a child of what I could not be what I could not do. I was 14 years old. Joined the church choir in New York. King's Temple Church of God in Christ. Came back and told my mother and family 
during Thanksgiving dinner that I, I, I got in the choir. I'm in the church choir and my mother told me, no offense, Francis, my mother told me I don't know why you joined the choir because son, you really can't sing. Oh, no, 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 she was doing me a favor. And it hurt my heart, but it didn't stop my dream. It may hurt your heart, but don't let it stop your dream. Who am I talking to in here? Now three Grammys later. Now 13 million CDs later. Look at me. I had to make a choice. Will I believe what they said? Or will I believe what God said? And I'm telling you, I believe the report of the Lord. And I stand here to let you know that although it may have been spoken against you, and people have may have spoken out of line, and they may have told you something that destroyed your heart. If it broke your heart, that's okay. I got good news. Your dream is still alive. Somebody holler, I'm going to live. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live I'm going to live without apology I'm going to live and, and I'm not going to dumb myself down another moment I'm not going to lessen who I am to make somebody else happy <laughs> I'm talking to you I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop being great because somebody else hasn't come into their awareness yet I'd rather be an example than a participant in failure. I'd rather be an example of success than a participant in failure. If there's going to be an example, it's going to be me. Somebody say, it's going to be me. You have the power to pull yourself out of your situation by the grace of God. You've got the power to rise above your failure by the grace of God. Your yesterday is impotent. Your yesterday is powerless. What happened yesterday is dead. Where you are now is important. And where you're going is the ultimate goal. Somebody jump up and scream, live! Can do, I, I'm, I found out that I can do more than people thought I could do. Found that I could be more than people said I could be. I, I, I discovered that people don't have the last say. But God and I do. And I gotta make some choices in this life from this point in my life. Just because I messed up as a child, just because I made some bad choices in my adolescence, just because I made some crazy moves in my, in my 20s and 30s, doesn't mean that I got to, leave, to lay in that for the rest of my life. No, 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 I can pick it up right from where I am because the promises of God are still intact. You missed that. The promises of God are still... How many of you got a promise from God? And you have not seen it come to pass yet. Well, there's still time, baby. You got to make a choice. And if you've chosen to live, jump up and scream in this place. Come on, come on. That ain't no scream. I want you.
you to scream like you're going into a new dimension in your life. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. I got, I, got, I got some more to say. It's going to wait for tonight. 7 o'clock service is going to be on fire. 7 p.m. tonight, right here in the sanctuary, it's going to be on fire. We're going to sing this thing out. We're going to dance this thing out. And I'm going to finish inspiring the lives of those that come in here. I want you to understand. I want you to understand. Your life is not nearly over yet. Not nearly over yet. It won't always be like this. Lord will perfect that concerning his. And sooner or later, it will turn in your favor. It's turning around for me. It won't always have my shame. Be like this. God will perfect that concerning you. My sister, sooner or later, it will turn in your favor. It's turning around for me. You got to move on in life, and there can't be anything that stands in your way. Because God made promises. He will move mountains. He'll cause your walls to fall. With his power. He'll perform miracles. There is nothing oh, that's impossible. And you're standing here. Only because he made. Listen. I want you to know if God could do it for me, he will surely do it for you. When I thought upon the Kabaya Shandaloko, Isperandalohora. Wonderful Jesus. But When I first started, I was so impoverished and poor. I told it this morning. When I first started, I was, I was already beaten down. And I was already hobbled. I was raped three times at eight years old. I was raped three times at eight years old. Don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. I was raped three times at eight years old. 
by my great uncle that was supposed to destroy me. That was the Mongol Aboshe. In June of 1968, that was supposed to be the end of any possibility in my life. Because how can you redeem a boy that has been so violated and broken, not once or twice, but three times in the same eight-hour period? But God. I feel a dance coming up. I don't have the time, but I feel a dance. Just to let the enemy know you should have killed me when you had me. But it's too late now. <laughs> Somebody got a testimony in there. Then at, then at 14 years old, in the parking lot of the church, my uncle who raped me, his son, locked me in a car and molested me over an hour and nobody even noticed that Donnie wasn't in church but God that was supposed to cause insult to injury and I'm standing here today clothed and in my right mind what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it all around. And I had to make some choices, Bishop. I had to choose to forgive my attackers, who I had to see every year at Thanksgiving. I had to choose on my uncle's deathbed to forgive him so that he could go to heaven even after putting me through hell. But you better believe like the words of Bishop O.T. Jones Jr. All is known and all is forgiven and I had to let him go. Uncle Clarence go to heaven. It's alright with me and God. Although it didn't, you did it. It didn't destroy me. I'm still here and I'm on my way I chose life I chose to forgive I chose to let it go somebody look at your neighbor and say choose life choose life choose life choose life choose life choose life this tonight but I want you to make a choice choose life Ooh. believe what God said when they told me I was a diabetic 
And when they told me my kidney functions were failing, when my eyesight went down to 30, 35, when my retina began to swell and they thought it was going to burst, when neuropathy hit my hands and my feet, I had to make a choice. I would talk about it, I would talk about it the wrong way. I'd say, I, I, I've got diabetes. You know, because my diabetes is, a, is affecting me. And I claimed something that was negative. I spoke death. I chose death. But then God started talking to me and said, you're going to have what you say. And if you say death, it's going to be death. God, don't say about that. I'm out. I got to stop right now. But I start changing my mind and I made another choice. I chose to believe that this is not a permanent situation. I believe that if God can heal cancer, he will take care of my diabetes. Well, went back to the doctor about a month ago, 30, 35, glaucoma in the eye, diabetes in the eye, cataracts in the eye. They removed the cataracts. Said the diabetes is still gonna be there. Glaucoma doesn't go away. The retina's still swollen. Went back about three weeks ago. Had an eye exam. Cover the left eye, read with the right. Read all of the letters. Can you read that line? Read that line. Cover the other eye, read all of the letters. Can you read that line? Read that line. They took a look into my eyeball. And they said, mm, wait a minute, let me bring the specialist in. Specialist came in, took a look at the two different reports. The one with a swollen retina, the one with diabetes, the one with glaucoma. And looked at the second one, there's no swollen retina. There's no more diabetes in the eye. No sign of the glaucoma. Vision is now 2020. Kidney function normal, blood sugar level regulated. I choose life. I will speak my healing, I will speak my deliverance. I will speak my breakthrough. I will claim my miracle. I will step over the hurdles. And I will stand on the authority of God. Somebody in this room, if you're going to choose life and change your course into the right direction, praise God like, the, like, like you're losing your mind. Praise him like the person next to you will get nervous. Open your mouth and give God a shout of praise.
I'm gonna save my dance for tonight. But right now, I, I feel a payback dance. What's a payback dance? It's when you realize that all the enemy has done and the enemy himself is under your feet. So every time I dance, I come down on his head. We're gonna save that for tonight. We're gonna save that for tonight, but I'm telling you, it's right about up here now. I just want the enemy to know you should have killed me when you had the chance. seat no matter where you are. One, two, one, two, three.
anointing is so strong in this place. There are miracles and breakthrough in this room. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise him. We're celebrating. But listen to me, there may be some people in this room and your life is not right with God. My brother and sister, everyone in this room has been in that phase. Every one of us were in a place where our life was not right with God. And we had to choose life. We had to choose life. We had to lay our, our sin down and come to Jesus with our hands up. Say, create in me, O oh God, a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Right now, there's no shame in you admitting that you have sin. There's no, there's no shame in admitting that you have sin. There's no shame in admitting that you have sin. The only shame is keeping sin. You can come out of sin right now and run headlong into life. Look at somebody next to you and say, live. Live. Right now, if there's anybody... It says, Donnie, I know my life is not right with God, whether in the balcony, under the balcony, on the front sides. My life is not right, and I know my life needs help. I can't live like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. And God, I, I, I need a change. I need a change. I need a change.